Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. Adding that, it's the Black Country Blokes, you the fact with me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cadman and Craig Finches. Now, before we get started, mm-hmm. I'd just like to say, I had some sad news on Tuesday regarding a lad from uh, Warley, Bill Glover. So I'd just like to send all my love out to his, his lovely wife and his daughters, grandchildren, and their grandchildren. You'll be sadly missed. Now, but today we're going to be doing our Thursday session, a first for a thoughtful Thursday. And yeah. what we're going to do today is laughing at life's bloopers. I'm glad I got that right. But if I had got it wrong, it don't matter. Because what we seem to do now, because of this social media world, and everyone's perfect and beautiful and flawless. What it's done is created a plastic society where everything's smooth and glossed. Life's not like that. Real life is rough, rugged and raw. And I think the best part of the story, you know, when I used to watch Bottom Live, but I always remember Rick Mayle and Ed Edmondson, when I used to watch them live, the funniest bit of the show was when they got it wrong and they'd laugh at each other. So we weren't laughing at the person getting it wrong. It was funny. And we've lost that self-sense of humour, that bit of um, humiliation where if we do something wrong, it's not the end of the world. And we were talking the other day, weren't we, uh, Craig, saying the yes. first first TV show I remember doing it, and uh, people sending the answers if I'm wrong, was The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where you'd have Will Smith and Colton and all them, and they're howling a laughter. They weren't going, oh, you've got it wrong, you've messed up the scene. They're embracing the joke of life. I'm just, yeah, I'm waiting for that pause, mate, and trying try not to speak over you. Um, yeah, like you said, The Fresh Prince, and it's like it's like all Hollywood movies, you know, for a 90-minute movie, they've been filming months and months to get that right, and how many outtakes do you think they have, and how many times have, has the actor messed up or not quite got it right? And like you say, The Fresh Prince, I love watching the outtakes. It, to me, you wait, like it's funny all the way through the episodes or you like them and they're cool. But at the end, you want to watch the laughter and you want to watch the mess-ups. And that's because, yes, it's a TV programme, but they embrace the fact that, look, this is, that they do get a do-over, but they embrace the fact that they mess up uh, and they find it funny. And in life, I think that we sort of lose our, we lose that and we lose our sense of humour, as you say. With this, with this one-shot, one-kill world that we live in now, people feel that it's all got to be a gloss smooth finish, where I prefer things that, you know, with a bit more character, with a bit more realism. Like like with shelves, if you put a shelf in front of me that's a, I don't know, I'll say an Ikea shelf, just a plain white finish, and you put like a natural wooden shelf with all the nuts showing and some chips and some burn stains, I'm going to pick that one every single time because it shows character, it tells a story, and I think that's what we, we lose as a people. As you know, We lose ourselves trying to impress everybody else, and we, we stop doing it for ourselves. Well, we said the other day, didn't we, Craig, about one shot, one kill. And isn't it great when it happens? But that's why it's so great when it happens, because it's not very often. Most of us get it wrong more times than we bloody get it right, and I know I do. Yeah. It's it's like what you've just said about how many how many special days we have now, International Men's Day, International Women's, International Grower Flower Day. You know, it sort of takes away from the other days. It becomes just another day that, you know, people are celebrating. And if you've got it perfect every single time, for one, you're never, ever going to build character like that. You know, any successful person that I've ever read about or watched, I've said, it's their failures that define their character and their their testament for resilience, not their wins. Their wins are something that they just said, you know what, this is this brings an end to how many times I've failed attempting that. You know, we need to learn to fail a little bit better, I think. Well, as you said then, like about failure and building character, that's right. If you've got a kid and he wins his first 20, 30 bouts, 
you know, and then loses that one. You'll never see that kid. It's very rare you'll see that kid coming again. But if they learn how to lose early in the career, they're the ones who normally stay on and achieve something. Yeah, I think, I think people, I, I think they sort of discredit losses and stuff, and they, they amount them to to failure, to full time failure. But they don't. It's like it's, it's like I don't know an album. You're going to listen through an album of anybody you want to rap out, whether it be Nas, a Morse Technique, or a singer, you know, Jess Glynn, whoever you're into. And you'll listen to it and listen to it. And not every single song is going to be a hit. Not everyone is. Like a chapter in a book, some chapters in a book, in a novel you read, some you're going to be thrilled and excited about, and others you're going to think, I'm glad that chapter's over. You know, you can't, you have to have light and dark. And there is an Italian word for that within art. And I'm not even going to try and remember it. But, you know, you have to have light and dark. It's like with photographers. What do they do? And your friend Pedro will be able to, to you know, say this to you, Kev. It's about where, when people take a picture of, of someone, a professional photographer, they don't just want a load of light on the face. They want shadows. They want a dark side. They want a light side. They want contrast. And, and we lose contrast in life. We just want light. But, you know, light gives you a headache after a time and you need to learn to live in the dark a little bit sometimes. But we've just been all, like, over the last few months, everyone's had the rainbows at the NHS. But how do you make a rainbow? You need the sun, but you also need the rain. Without the rain, yeah. you don't get that beauty of the rainbow, like a flower. If the, if the flower's only got sun, it dies. It needs the wet to give it nourishment. I mean, it'd be nice to have some good sometimes, wouldn't it, Lee? <laughs> they all got to be dark. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> That's right, mate. It has. You gotta have the. You gotta have the sun. I, I wish it was sunny now. I'll be honest. Mate, this is my time of year. I'm a September baby. I I absolutely love the autumn and going into the winter when the leaves are just dropping off the trees and it's it's my time of the year. I love it. So yeah, mate, always a, always a weird one either. <laughs> Do you know what? I've, I've been called weird for that long. It's actually quite normal now. <laughs> <laughs> but we were saying earlier what we were saying about like, storytelling you know if people are always going oh yeah man I've done this I've done that I love the humiliation you know when they, they can say like this story and oh I've got this beautiful bird back but then my boy wouldn't work and I'm not <laughs> laughing at you I'm laughing at the situation I like how that makes the story or you know when we're telling stuff like in the boxing world and you're telling stuff with me and um, Dean say <laughs> When you're sparring and you walk to someone going, oh, bloody hell, do you remember when you me with that body shot? You know, we're not laughing about it, but we're laughing about a situation. And I think more we can laugh at ourselves, easier life can become. Mate, I think I think that's it, the nail on the head. It's like, I laugh at the times. I had a mate once, and back in the waterfront days, years and years ago, like that, he, he used to go out every single weekend, absolutely loved it. Harmless kid, you know, just like to have fun. And I remember him, I think he come back with a black eye the once. And we all asked what he did. And he said there was a girl. I don't know if he'd tried to have interaction with her in a day when I know. But there was a girl. He said and she was quite an heavy set girl. He said, I know, as I went to sit down on a bar stool, <laughs> he tugged it from under her and I fell flat on the back. He says, and it was. He said it was like a turtle for about three minutes. I couldn't get up, but when I got up, when I got up, I bet him up. <laughs> and the fact that he come back and said he's got beat up by a girl, you know, that, that's what you like to hear. If if it was perfect and he'd push a chair under it to try to woo with his gentleman like behaviour, I'd have probably find it boring. I love the fact that he tried to like. Make a laughing stock of her in a lamp. <laughs> but that, that's like life, isn't it? You have all these players, ten you would have copped off with and done this to. But I don't think about the girls that have turned them down or the boys that have turned them down. He's like a gambler. A gambler will always tell you about his wins, but he keeps his losses quiet. But I like to hear about it when it's gone wrong. Not to go, oh, Craig, you you failed. I love it if we could turn it around and go, well, oh, then we've learned from that. What can we do different? Let's find it funny in the process. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know you know what it is, mate? You know why I wouldn't tell people about the amount of times I've got knocked back or whatever? It's just because you ain't got that much time. It's a shorter list to tell you about my wins. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can just say that in passing conversation. Uh, hi, 
yeah, that's three wins in a boy. You know, that's it's just a shorter <laughs> list, mate. I ain't ashamed of him. He's just long. <laughs> well, I think that's like the thing with us blokes. It's a lot of bravado. But, you know, it ain't got to be because as many times as you've been turned down, I've probably been turned down more. More doctrine up <laughs> Law of averages, one's about to open. Kate was the unlucky one. Yeah, Kate was the unlucky one. God bless her. Caught her on a windy and cold day and I just needed somewhere warm there. <laughs> thank, God, thank God her oven was broken and she needed to be. <laughs> now, you're my cat, you're um, Kev. You're my cat. False calls to get thrown back with all the red the, uh, catfish. You, you'd have been crowded in the net anyway, mate. <laughs> But this is why we started. This isn't it. Like to, to like if you're sat there feeling down because the world isn't um, fortunate and all this, it happens to everyone, guys. But like nowadays, everyone is just showing the best moments. You see a boxer uh, when he's sparring. I won't name any in particular from the pro ranks, but they show you their best highlights. Of, oh my God, doesn't he look great? He's not showing you when he's getting a tattering. He's not showing you when it's on the canvas or when he's missing the pad. People now have edited the best selves, but the best selves aren't necessarily the real selves. Yeah, and I think, I think like even just quickly, if there is people watching, you know, feel free to comment anything that you found embarrassing once, or a value, or a trip, or just something that we might be able to laugh at, save us laughing at ourselves for three minutes. You know, it'd be interesting to hear people's different, you know, little bloopers of life. And if you have got any comments you'd like to talk to um, about next week, please get involved because without you, we wouldn't have the show. Definitely. Don't, yeah. don't put that blame on them, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> we have actually got a comment, uh, Pete, Pete, who's been on and talked about dementia. He's, he's put um, Frank Howard once said, actually, I'll put it up as well so you can all, all see it on there. So Kev Frankie Howard. Poor Kev. Poor Kev. Well, yeah. I can't help you with that, Kev, I'm afraid, mate. I'm reading it out for you. What more do you want? <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not very good at reading this stuff out either. <laughs> can I get on with it now? Oh, yes, Get right. on with it! <laughs> so Frankie Howard once said, you think you have woes and worries, think about deep-sea diver swimming to the surface and watching his ship sink or sinking. And, and do you know it's what? It's the way you tell Oh no, yeah. I don't know whether it was a joke or not, to be honest. Pete, was that a joke? <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, but Lee, this just to let you know that I know we're more for the bloopers, but this is life, so we can't cut anything out. Well, funny enough, <laughs> funny enough, I missed most of the conversation looking on Facebook and all I heard was Kev going on about fresh prints. I'm like, what? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny, no, like as we were saying about bloopers. I mean, I always remember uh, from Lawyer Lawyer at the end with Jim Kerry. He's just—he's not being an actor; he's being Jim Kerry. I've just got an answer off Pete. Basically, it, it was a joke. Um, he's put yes, it was until you got a hold of it. Silly, <laughs> <laughs> this is why we let you read them, mate. Because it's because it's it's it. neither you can see it. Let's be honest, <laughs> mate. Honestly. I've got these thick-ass glasses on, and they might as well just be playing glass, because I can't see a damn thing. Are you sure you have someone else's glasses up? Mate, they should have gone to Specsavers if I have, because they, you know what I mean, they should have gone. <laughs> but no, you've got to learn to, you've got to learn to take things light-hearted, because, do you know what, we put ourselves under so much stress and so much pressure. I'm a, I'm a bugger for it, especially like being into my art and stuff whether it's writing or producing or drawing or, you know, doing anything creative, I'll do it and I'll go upstairs and I'll come back down and I absolutely hate it five minutes later. And I think, you know, if I wasn't so hard on myself, I'd have probably had loads more creations out there now. But I, I haven't learned to laugh at life's bloopers, but I do deal with things with laughter. Like if there's trauma in the family or if there's something bad, I tend to make jokes, really wrong time jokes and, you know, really inappropriate at the most worst times but that's the way I deal with things I suppose I do sort of embrace life's bloopers but you know laughing at them is a different story because you put yourself under so much pressure to 
to be perfect first time, and it's 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 aerial. It, they'll even work that way. And I, I think that's what it is. I think um, because so much airbrushing and all these things that people are doing, and I think it's so unrealistic in the world. When I, when you talk to young people, even about like pornography, they're putting themselves on such a pedestal that people can't live up to it. So we need more real people out there talking about stuff and. And not only just talking about the wins, victories, but the bits in between just where it, God went wrong. <laughs> but it's and and that's that's the thing. Just for all the men out there, it's okay to have erectile dysfunctionality. We've we've all been there. Yeah, it's just one of them things, you know what I mean? So just don't take yourself seriously. Just uh, apologise, have a cry, and try again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but mate, the only thing is when you're talking to the hand, it don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to throw yourself around, you know, I'm going to keep this appropriate. It, it, it's when your hand's got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a story to itself, when your hand's got a headache. We've got to just think, uh, I was going to go on to something then about... So we, but I forgot what it was. It's all this Do we want to know, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> but like, as, as we say, like, this is what men have got to start doing, just not beating ourselves up so much. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I say, like, and I posted a video on my Instagram the other day, and by the way, we're now on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We've got everywhere, <laughs> and obviously on our YouTube channel. Uh, and if you don't mind, please subscribe. But what I said, one of my uh, videos today, for those who remember, having um, going to a pub before mobile phones or even before camera phones, it was a great place to be because you were being saffed because you'd walk in the next day or the next Saturday and it was forgotten because you'd walk in and everyone in there was cringing because they'd all be doing saff stuff. And I often think a picture is better than a, a video. A video, it's there, you know, you can see it. A picture, you fill in the gaps and go in, oh, do you remember this around that? And you your, your memory's better than the video. And even better than a photo, is an urban legend when someone's filled in all the gaps. And it's mainly bullshit, but don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Because my dad and some of the best people I know, the storytellers, you know, that, that's what makes it. And we haven't got, got them characters in the pubs or in the, in the village anymore because everything's filmed. And you go, no, Craig, it happened like this. So them bit of uh, fillers, they, they were what made the stories. Like to touch upon that, I think I started DJing, you know, parties, weddings, stuff like that, and different events back in 2008, I think it was. And mate, the first gig I ever played was at the Fox and Goose down in Crestwood. Uh, it's now a Tesco, unfortunately. And I think we had about it was a Halloween gig, and we had about 160 people in there. Yes, probably a breach of capacity, but we had about 160 people in there. And, mate, I played that night, and it was wicked. Everyone had a good time. And then over the few years I was DJing, I found, especially when Facebook became more prominent in society, you know, I found that people stopped getting on the dance floor. You know, and, and the only thing I, I couldn't amount to it then, but looking back now, it's when people started going live and people started recording and posting to Facebook. It's because people want to live in that moment, feel the music, let the body react however they react to that rhythm. Some call it dancing, some call it wobbling, whether it's good or shit. They're having a blast of a time. But when they had to relive it the day after and they, they got victimised or bullied, and that's what it is, even if people's just laughing and joking, it's only, a, it's only a laughing and joke if the recipient of that joke is finding it funny. And if they're not, then... It's not a joke, and I've found that that killed the DJing for me. Nobody wanted to dance because Facebook Live. The last few I played, hardly anybody got up, mate. And I thought, you know, it, it, the way a DJ works, especially like a wedding DJ or party DJ, unless you just say, you know, I'm going to play what I want and f the crowd, is you read the audience. So if you play like a '90s dance track and they start dancing, you know, to keep it to '90s dance music. You know, and if they like 80s, if they like soft cell or if they like this and the other, you know what sort of to keep it to and you could read it. And when they stopped dancing, mate, it, it just it sucked the fun out of me. And in the end, I got rid of all my gear. I started, I ain't doing them anymore. And I, I blame that to Facebook, to people 
too scared to live that blooper the day after? Or but is it a blooper if they had fun? No, but if, if I get up and dance and I can't dance, bloody hell, I look terrible. But you'd have a dance and then you might tell Lee, oh, careful being a right plonk last night. Oh, my God, he did the worm, he did this, he knocked some drinks over. But that's different if you filmed it and it's been passed around, then it's on YouTube, then it's on Facebook. Because the moment's gone then. You're not all in that moment of just being saft and funny and brilliant. It's, oh, God, I didn't do that. My boss hasn't seen that. The kids at the club haven't seen that. Oh, bloody hell, I might be in trouble. But really, all it was was lads having fun or girls having fun. And and you know what that is? That's like another thing with that is you you're more so subject to like media manipulation. Then so people strip context away from anything, any video, any photo, and they write their own narrative. They write their own context for it. So if they had a picture of you or a short clip of you stumbling around, it's like oh, this guy had just left his daughter to to go and get pissed and this is a state of him. You know, when people sort of, they write their own story and then people take that on board and that's how you're viewed. And I think that's what people are scared of. It's like like Caroline Flack, you know, who, who sadly took her own life. She was being hounded and bullied at whatever it was about, whatever the case was about. I didn't look into it. She was being hounded and bullied. You know, there wasn't facts or they potentially wasn't facts that the media were printing. They were just a way to hound. It was a headline. And then she took her life and then everyone wants the sob story. And you think, but that's that's the worry with people not, you know, people taking things out of context and then you're stuck with that. And that's why Facebook and stuff like that can be a curse. And that that's not a blooper, is it? That's not like, oh, he's, um, he said um, first for a thirsty Thursday wrong. Well done, by the way, again, right, yeah, but that's not like doing something sad. That's when we get to the other side of the bullying element. And we're all going to make mistakes, guys. No one's made more mistakes than me. And, you know, I mean, that's what we do. We're not perfect. But, you know, when we're just having a bit of harmless fun, we've got to start, you know, laughing at ourselves. And I think that's a lot. We're always talking about opinions. Everyone's got the opinion. Everyone's got the right to an opinion, unless it's not the same as mine, and then you're an Nazi. You know, and that's the same with sense of humour or with anything. We've got to stop taking. What did I say last week? Mean what you say, but don't say it mean. And that's mm. it. I'm passionate about what I say, but sometimes I'm gonna I'm gonna get it wrong, or sometimes I'm gonna have completely the wrong end of the stick. Well, never mind. I'm human. That's that's life, and you have all got a right to an opinion. You have, but you also have the right to keep it to yourself. You know. And that's why it's, I'm an opinionated fool. I'm probably as opinionated as they come. I'm very talkative, if you haven't noticed. Um, but the, the the way I see it now is, what can I add to an already noisy conversation? You know, your opinion's valid if it's going to make a difference to that conversation. If it's not, and it's just going to cause animosities and, and anxieties and anger and all sorts of, of, of issues, then like just keep it to yourself. Because it, it bears no real value, does it? Yeah, we, we can either push our friends forwards or we can pull them back. But that's still not making me get there any faster. Yeah, and that's, mate, that's true. Like, they, they, I read a quote, it was a famous quote from someone, I can't remember who wrote it, and I think they said, you don't, I don't think it was something like, you don't make your own candle brighter by doubting somebody else's. I think it was along them lines, probably butchered that, but it was along them lines. And I think that's right. Live and let live. On about butchering things, you got any more comments, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't reading them out for you. Any... <laughs> We've got another joke off Pete, but I don't. <laughs> is it a joke? <laughs> is it a joke, Lee? This one, I think, is an actual joke. <laughs> you want to... I'll go for it if you want let's to. Let's go for it, Lee. Yeah, go uh, for let's it. Let's put it up on screen. Bear with me. There we go. So as we know, Pete's a nurse. So as a nurse, during my training, I've been turned down more times than all the beds in the Nightingale hospitals. Still didn't work, does he? <laughs> Come on, why are you laughing, lads? Got the, gist. got the gist of that one. Cheers, Pete. Oh, no, I'm still trying to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> Read it on the screen, mate, if you can. I call my face if I had to get too close. I'd scare you. As a nurse, he's been turned down more times than the bed sheets in hospital. No, you got it wrong, Kev, but don't worry. You turned down the bed sheets. 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Come Don't worry on, Pete. Mate, keep, keep them coming and we'll keep Yes, he's got to hit his... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, it's not a joke, though, this one. I'll put it up. Sure? It's not a joke, though. No, it's not a joke, this one. I don't think it is anyway, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> My mother told me once, if you have one true friend, you are rich. And that's very true. Very true. That I'd is very have, true. I'd rather have one good friend than a hundred maybe men or yes men. Or I'd rather have that one person in life who's going to back me up, back me up, lift me up, embrace me, than a, than a thousand nobodies you know who are there clapping for me when i'm winning yeah i think you see that on facebook now don't you that um you know it you, you see a lot of people with a lot of so so so-called friends on facebook but ultimately how many people there are actual friends mate Brilliant. i haven't got a clue who, who they am on i don't interact with hardly anybody family on facebook and it's the odd couple the rest mm-hmm. however many i've got 400 in summer i ain't got a flipping clue who they are, where they're from, most of them. You know, they're just there, just a, just a number on the screen, are they? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Isn't it funny, you've got all these friends on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and you Subscribe, everyone. Yeah. But then you walk past them in the, in, um, in the supermarket, you know what I mean? And they go, all this hashtag love you, all this nonsense, but then they can't say hello when you're picking up the kids. And, and that's the thing, people don't see... So I've been doing music for a, a long time, which probably hey, don't make you a lot happy, but I have, I've been doing it a long time. And you know the amount of times I've got pissed off and frustrated that this friend I shared this, this friend I interacted with that, commented, supported me, bought this, bought that. I've got that frustrated over the years and I've learned to live with it. Yet I've seen someone the other day going mad because their friends share cats eating cucumbers or whatever it is. But they won't share the business. You know, you know. The, the reason why everyone's clicking on that, they think they're watching something else. Yeah, I thought that, mate. I, thought, I clicked on it myself. I ain't gonna lie. Trying to know new songs. Yeah, cat eating cucumber. There you go. But, mate, but you know, you know, like, like she, they they put that, and I thought. You know, for years I've been doing music and you've been seeing this music and never once have I seen a share or a comment. And I find it so, not pleasing, but so like relaxing to say, you know what, I'm sitting back and watching you stress over what I stressed about in the past to know that you've not done exactly what you're preaching. You know, and friends, my dad's always said, your friends are money, your friends when they want something. And I, I, I don't believe that 100%, you know, I really don't. But I think a good friend will give you a stern talking to, but will listen. And not only that, I've always said, I say to people now, it don't matter who it is. It could be friends, it could be family. My ears don't lead to my mouth. And I think that's a very important thing to remember when, when you're listening to a friend. Don't talk what they're telling you, you know, unless, it's, unless you, you're able to or it involves someone else and they already know and you discuss it. But your ears should never lead to your mouth, and I think that's a mark of a good friend. Well, just because you're hearing something doesn't mean you're listening. And when you're talking, you're not listening. So if you're talking, you're only hearing what you already know. If you're saying it, you already know it. So the only way of listening is by shutting up, hearing it, processing it, and that leads to listening to it. Do you think, though, Craig, it, some of it that comes down to um, people not wanting to see you succeed? Because I remember when we we first started, the Black Country Blokes, and um, Aaron said to us, he says, one of the hardest things you'll find is getting people to subscribe on YouTube and like your posts. And when you think about yeah. it, he's right, because we have, I don't know, on YouTube now, maybe six, 700 people who follow or like us. Um uh, but that doesn't relate over to subscriptions on YouTube. We have, I don't know, 108, 107. So do you think it's people don't actually want to see you succeeding? I think, I think like anything, you will have elements of that. Um, you know, they don't want you to see you succeed. But I think for the most part, I think it's too much effort. I think it's too much effort for them to not see a direct benefit from. You know, it's like myself. I'll be absolutely honest with you. A lot of the, I'm useless. I don't like anything on YouTube. Even 
even I started with Aaron's. I've started to like when I watch them, I'll, I'll like them and try and comment. But mate, a lot of the time it's if it feels a lot of effort, or I can't be bothered, or I'm just want to watch and then skip to the next one. So I think with everything, you're going to have elements of of vindictiveness, of spite, and you're going to have them feelings. But I think the majority of it is we we act as a society, as a human race. We act on reward. You know, we, we're not too dissimilar to any kind of dog. You know, you get treated when you do something. If they're not getting treated, like if they liked and shared my stuff and I gave them a pound or I gave them a fiver, they would. So I think a lot of it relates to just not having any direct benefit other than seeing you succeed. So I don't think it's always intentional, but it's also, why should I help you succeed? What am I going to get from it? So basically what you're saying is we should we should whore Kev out then to get more subscriptions. <laughs> if we can. Do you know what? It's funny you should say that because Robin Louie was talking to me last night in who I performed music with our band. No, they don't want to rent her. They don't want to rent her, but they wanted to rent they wanted me to flash my nipples and they said they put twenty five quid in and I said for for twenty five quid you can have my toes as well. You know, I don't know how they took it. <laughs> I'll flash the flesh for 15 quid. I ain't bothered. <laughs> and they were going to go on OnlyFans. They said, we need an OnlyFans. But call it an, Louis said, call it an OnlyMans page. So I don't know what kind of clientele we're going to get from that, but it's worth a try. <laughs> but P- Pete's just try. brought up a valid point. Um, so on YouTube, do people want to see three blokes discussing mental health? Or watch a cat eating the cucumber. And he's right. <laughs> we well, do, you see, don't you? Um, I mean, what would you, Pete? What would you sooner watch? <laughs> but he's watching I us now. <laughs> Not the cat. How do you know we ain't got a double screen? <laughs> I, I think, as you said, like thing we've like social media. Some people might not want to subscribe because we're talking about mental health, and it. Some people might see it as a taboo. Some people. I don't know, as you said, might be lazy and some people, Jewish people, because they don't want it. And I think the problem with the world now is, look, what's going on with this lockdown now? As we all know, gyms have been closed and barbers and bars and stuff. But then there's been a lot of jealous people out there going, well, if I can't go to work, if I can't see my friends, if I can't see my loved ones, people are aggressing on each other. And... I believe we should phone in the police. You know, if there's a crime being broken, i.e. burglaries, robberies. But when some people are so desperately lonely and they're abiding the rules by standing two metres apart and we lost all compassion. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think there's so much out there. But because of this second lockdown, people are so peed off that you can go to work, but I can't. Or you, you're in that bubble and I haven't got a bubble. People are turning on each other. Uh, in the, in these times, and as I said before, what is the worst thing that they can do to an in English prison? Solitary confinement. It's the fastest way of breaking a prisoner. And I think when people are locked up in their own homes and they haven't got loving networks and people, they, they, they look at other people having joy and think, how can I stop that person from enjoying his life? And I don't begrudge anyone who's staying open because I want people to stay open. I want businesses to thrive. I don't want us to get through this. But don't piss on someone else's chips just because they're doing it. I think I think I'll come back to that point in a minute, Kev. I'm gonna go back to what Pete said about like the YouTube first, because I think he does have a valid point there. Whereas free blokes talking about real stuff, real substance, that's a lot of effort to absorb. Whereas a cat eating a cucumber or a, you know, a gerbil rolling a ball. Take that out if you want as well. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very simple stuff. And I think it's like TikTok. That's why TikTok has got, has, has become so popular is because the creators of that understand the attention span of people now, not just kids. People is 10 seconds and under, 20 seconds and under. Whereas our, our things go on like for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. It's a lot to absorb people want simplicity people don't want the substance you know they they want the, we, we consume content now at, at an unprecedented rate and that's what they want they don't want to listen i mean we, we could be saving lives we could be helping folk but if you're not into that like the cat eating the cucumber sounds very appealing doesn't it i might even it google that does. 
<laughs> but like, yeah, coming coming back to your point, unless Lee, I said something flash on the screen. Then was that Pete again? Yeah, yeah, mate. But uh, don't worry, we'll leave that. <laughs> we'll leave that one where it is. Leave Carry that. On. Okay, I'll read that later then. Um, All right, mate. But yeah, going back to what you say, Kev, about people like this second lockdown and that. It's like I went into a um, a sweet shop on Bromley Lane early. Well, yesterday I think it was. And I didn't have my mask. And they said, you can come in if you're quick this or the other. And they said, it's a nightmare, ain't you, needing your mask? I said, it is what it is. You know, if I've got it, I've got it, I'll wear it. If I haven't, I will. It's as simple as that. I said, the trouble is, as a human race, we're so adaptable. We're so, you know, we adapt very quick to certain things. But with other things, it takes time. When you're trying to break habits of a lifetime, uh, a lifetime, it takes a lot of time. So I'll just add a message for the new off. It, it takes a lifetime. You know, we're trying to, I'm 32 years of age now. So you're telling me I've got to, I've got to remember my mask every time I go out the door. This is new to me. I've, you know, I've never had to do that before. And that kind of thing is going to take a lot of time to, to ingrain. For such adaptable creatures, we do, we do take our time with some things, don't we? Well, I was going to say that. I mean, not about like, back to the attention span. Do you think the human race has got that clever that we've had to start dumbing ourselves down? Like, with technology, like, uh, when me and Kate had um, a weekend away, I don't take my phone. When she's gone to a tour, to gone to the bar or gone somewhere, instead of looking at my phone, I'll go back to people watching, listening to half a conversation, thinking, oh, you dirty old git, or what you've been up to. And, and it, but I watch, like, Jasmine on the, on the Kate's tablet, and it's... You say, you're watching something for 10 seconds and that comes up, 10 seconds and that comes up. Or when you see a kid in the car and they've got a tablet, that's the time, but it's good to be bored because your your imagination, mm. your mind starts working, you're counting cars, you're reading signs, you're looking out the window. But we've, we've got to this stage with evolution of our brains where like, we've got spell checks, we've got calculators, we've got autocorrect, we've got sat-navs. We've actually got that clever. We've had to dumb ourselves down. I think, I think, like quite the opposite. I think technology is far more advanced than, than what the human mind of today is, because I mean, you look back at some of the greats, you know, the philosophers and the mathematicians and the scientists and the inventors. They didn't have Google. They didn't have anything. They had they had their mind and they had the resources at hand. And I think, like with spell check and with everything else, I think. What we are, we've become we've become lazy. We're always looking for a shortcut, whether it's to the top, whether it's to the shop, whether it's to pop anywhere for a tip top. As a rapper, I just had to get that in there. But we have we've, we've become <laughs> that was my best work. I'll just put, yeah, now subscribe all lyrics. But um, like, I think we've become lazy. You know, we're we're trying to find shortcuts every single every single way. Oh. We ain't got to go to a bank now to draw money out. We can transfer it from a click of a button. We want to be we want to be far more efficient than we've actually got to be. And I think it's making us lazy. And that's why that's why we we're having more stupid content shared and stuff stuff is because we we want to be dumbed down, so to speak. We're lazy. Like the human race has become a lazy race. We have. I mean, even like in some pubs now. You have to go to your seat and order your drinks, and they come over to you. And I think we've lost that simple ability to queue. When you're at the bar, you're leaning there, and you go, "Sorry, mate, you're in front of me. You, you're next." And in self self queues and all this, when you scan your own stuff, you're not going. So you've had a nice day. We're learning those simple things. Like customer service is absolutely appalling in this country, but people just don't give a toss. They're there to get their their, their money. There's no how can I help you? Are you having a nice day? People have just lost that simple social skills. Mate, I think like we, we rely so much on 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 big firms and big companies and not having to have to interact with personals in, in private businesses. It's like, for instance, I ordered something the day before yesterday off Amazon, Amazon Prime. Should have came yesterday and it came at di- after dinner today. And I messaged I started the chat and I won't go and bother, but I started the chat. I thought, no, nah. I like, I pay an Amazon Prime subscription, eight quid or nine quid a month. And they've sold me on the, f- I'm an impatient guy, like, so I like things quick, you know, and they sold me on the fact that I can get my shit 
the next day. And I ordered it and it didn't come. And when I went on the chat, the the, the representative I was speaking to, she, she I told her it had turned up now. And three times she said, oh, free to turn up. I said, my point being, I'm an Amazon Prime member and I took the get it the next day at face value. And they said, no, but it's got to um, deliver by the latest date, which is the 21st. But it didn't say that on the order. And I think we're so forgiving on people like that, where as a personal business, if they didn't uphold their end of any bargain, they'd be plastered all over Facebook and they'd, they'd be tore apart. Yet we keep our subscriptions. And that's why that Jeff Bezos or whatever his name is worth like 200 billion. It's because we're so forgiving with this technological stuff and this, this, I don't know, these big firms. And they make it so difficult to complain. If the guy uh, beyond the bar is rude, you might tell him off, you might say, go and get the manager, give him an earful, or you go, I'm never coming back in this pub, there's many other pubs. But when the Amazons make it all the these other platforms, you're, you're subscribing to watch TV, whatever it is, and they make it so difficult to cancel. And then you think, well, I haven't got many options because I still want to watch my movies, I still want to watch sports, I still want to watch my programmes. But they know they've got you by the balls. Uh, and, and I think that's the thing, like with with all these things, you know, you live above your means, you've got your Disney Plus, you've got your Netflix, you've got your Amazon Prime, you've got Raku TV, you've got all these these stations that you can so- subscribe to. So Freeview and even like Virgin or Basic Sky Packages is the new Channel 1 to 4 now. You know, when when, when channels only went to 4 or went to 5, that's, that's what Freeview is now and that's what like that's what the, the basic packages with Sky knows. If you're paying £70 a month for something or other, you've, you've got channel one to four. That's as simple as it is these days. That's how we feel. Anything you want to say, Lee? Actually, um, uh, Pete's put in a, another good point here. Um, going back to our original chat about bloopers, we've gone off on a tangent as uh, <laughs> country blokes. Yeah, that's what happens when you get Craig going. We wound him up Sorry, now, mate. he's ready. <laughs> I'm joking, mate. So anyway, going back, to our, uh, no. <laughs> going back to our original chat about bloopers, he asked, do you think we all wear different masks to express how we feel at that time? 100%. I think we wear masks to get us through life. Um, and when I went to counselling, he says, Kev, you're, you're meeting the world with the doorman. The doorman's always there. So anyone who comes, you've got the doorman who's willing to fight and kill. But the doorman's always there. He can sit in the back office. You need uh, the politician at the front and figure it out. Be charming. And you always know you've got the doorman to get you out of trouble. But that's took me a lifetime of growth. And I think that's what we do. We have, uh, when I'm at the gym, I'm coach Kev. When I'm in the pub, I'm drinking Kev. When I'm, we have different personas. And I think the more you grow up and you actually start reading who, like, who you are, the better you feel. That's taken me up to now, and I've still got loads more to learn. What do yeah, you think I think you, yeah, I think you start removing that mask. Only the older you get, you don't you don't feel like you need to um, impress anyone, or you're not as bothered about being as embarrassed. You know, I mean, I, I got I, I um quite often try and embarrass my daughter when I was on a phone call in a room by asking her if it's a boyfriend at the top of her voice. Now, if she did that back to me, now I'd just laugh her off. You know, it'd be funny, but to her, that's embarrassing. And I think as you get older, you you just lose that. You know, you you're not you don't you don't care as much what other people think. I think is what it comes down to. But on the flip side, we we do have our daddy mask that we put on. Don't we? So even if we're scared, you're not showing your baby. And so we still wear masks, but they're, they're different kinds, I suppose. Actually, Kev, I kind of changed that for myself recently with with our with our kids because. My son's been going to get his, his teeth a tooth removed and he's been scared. I said, actually, you're fine. I'm scared sometimes. You're fine. Don't worry about it. I think your your point is more that when you're in that moment of being scared, like a car's nearly or whatever, and you, you yeah, you probably do don't act as worried or scared as scared uh, as, but I don't think it's, there's, there's no issue with me showing my children that I've been frightened. I think actually it's a, it's a plus point. So, yeah, we do get scared, but I still went ahead and did it. But I think it's, it's, I was going to say, it's brave of you to, to say that to your kids, though, because a lot of men with bravado and, and with ego or just don't want to see be seen as a weak person in the kids' eyes, they'd, 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 they'd say, no, nah, I ain't scared. Don't be scared. You'll be good. 
So I think it's braver you to remove that mask to show that vulnerability and it's okay to have that vulnerability with, with your kids. Yeah. I, th- I mean, uh, uh, that is exactly, but I'll still wear masks at certain points as well. I think um, actually um, your dad will... I'm thankful um, for that. <laughs> well done, mate. <laughs> so Julie, Bob, Dylan, um, I'm not sure which, if it's your mom commenting, Kev, or... or um, or your if, dad, she but... spelt it, if she spelt it wrong, it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's dad there. Oh, actually, Hello, there, there is. <laughs> so basically, you're saying that we all may- wear masks to show, uh, so, so we don't, so as we don't have to reveal who we really are. And I think that's a good point because sometimes you do do that, don't you? You know, it, it, even in older age, you still um, keep some things back. You do, either fear of ridicule or not want to admit it or not want to let people down. But I think, yeah, I think we've all got them. But hopefully, by doing what we're doing now, we're showing our flaws. And I think you're bang on, Lee, what you're saying about telling your children that you have your off days and sometimes you're feeling sad or you've had a cry. Or, But it, I think it's all about the ages of children as well. It's being honest like, from my ever since I've had Jasmine explain to her about my eyes and now she's aware of it. But then would I go into other deep things like depression and anxiety? Not yet. When she's older, but you keep pushing for empathy and understanding. And as for people in the pub, I don't really give them monkeys. Would I go and tell them my life story? But if they want to listen to my life story, tune into the Black Country Blokes and please subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but overall, I'm around the shop. I'm not just going to start randomly talking to someone. So, yeah. But I, I've often said, the ma- uh, confidence and courage. Uh, confidence is a mask we wear, a bit of bravado. Courage is a sword that I'll use. Yeah, you're right. But you know what, Kev? I mean, it, um, I've only really started realising this since we've been talking about um, expect, uh, showing those feelings more with my kids and uh, in truth I wouldn't go up to them and speak to them about it directly but if I see that um, they're going through that experience or about to then I explain that actually this is this is like again like my son's tough come uh, to take it having his tough taken out I'll go up to him and say actually I've had that done and I was frightened you know but you're good you will be frightened just go ahead and do it anyway um and I also, I think that, uh, as you were saying about, uh, you wouldn't go up to someone in your uh, who you didn't know and tell them your life story, or someone in, in just passing in a shop telling your life story. I think that's where we have to kind of change as well, because we had a guest on a couple of days ago, didn't we, Kev? Um, Tom, yeah. who oh, Tom, no, sorry, Tom, yeah. sorry, it hasn't yeah, been released did, yet. No, it hasn't been released yet. It will be released soon. But if I hadn't have started speaking to him in the barber chair then he wouldn't have been on, on the show and he wouldn't potentially be helping, or, you know, or, no doubt that ep- episode will be helping other people. And that was all just from a conversation that we talked about mental health in a barber's chair. Well, we, we, I've said this and I've said to him and I'm releasing a video tomorrow um, saying about the council estate, councillors, your gym instructor, your bar, your barman and your barber. Often you go there and talk to them because... They're not a stranger, but they're just someone you don't really give a toss about if they listen, not listen. And you talk at them, but that's what a lot of us blokes need, to talk to a stranger, because if you tell your most nearest and dearest, you're frightened they're going to leave your life. Or if, if this stranger leaves your life, you've lost nothing yeah. or gained everything. So I've got, to put a, I've got to put a comment up now, because this is off my sister. And my sister never agrees with me, but she's put, I agree, Lee. It's hard to explain to your kids how you're feeling but when you can empathise when you see them struggling. So the miracle is my sister's actually agreed with me. Don't worry about what I've written. <laughs> and, and, you, and you read it out well. I don't know. I, I nearly mucked up. I've got another one off, off Pete as well, but it's a really long one. I, I don't know if I can make it through it, to be honest. You can do you it. Can yeah, it through, yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, so <laughs> Pete, I hope you haven't swore in this. We all believe in you, Lee. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm more nervous. The pressure's on. I'm not going to get the kids to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's when I am teaching, I have learners. That's 
that say they don't want to ask a question, so not to seem stupid. I always say, who will ask a question is a fool for a second. Who doesn't does not ask the question is a fool for a lifetime. How true is that? If everyone understands what I'm saying. Yeah, thank yeah. God. Well, I often say at the boxing gym, if you can't throw a jab, whose fault is it? It's mine because I haven't taught you in the right way. I haven't explained it in a way that you can learn from it. And that old saying, uh, what is it? Uh, there's no such thing as stupid questions, only stupid people. And you could tell whoever made that was a, was a terrible teacher. If you can't get the child to learn, it's your fault for not teaching in the right way. And never be frightened of asking questions. Without asking questions, we'll never get greater knowledge. Yeah, I think that's what Pete, Pete was alluding to there, really. You know, because it's questions that, that push you forward, you know. Learn to... Or, or write a quote. I have always written a quote somewhere. There's always a quote somewhere. <laughs> And I think Subscribe was... to Craig, you get all the quotes. So, that's it. Uh, I'll be a quoted man one day, probably by myself, but I'll still be quoted. And it was, oh, what was he? Probably don't even attain to any of this shit we've been talking about. Just you can't random. remember the quote. And it was, uh, no, of course, that's what I'm babbling on. It rolls some, off the tongue. It, some, some questions can't be answered and some answers can't be questioned. You know, and I think that's important to note is, that you don't always have to look for a question and an answer. Sometimes just accept the answer for what it is, if it makes sense to you, is what I'm trying to say. So it had nothing to do with what we were talking about, but <laughs> Kev's talking about Esau, so I've had to bring myself into it. Me, me, I'm off on a tangent anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, has anyone else got anything to say? Thank you ever so much for everyone writing in and uh, commenting. It really makes a difference, and it's wonderful having... You as please stop I don't want to read them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, it's, been, it's been a good show mate and learn to laugh at life's bloopers on Tuesday hopefully we've got uh, Debbie from the Black Country Women's Aid I, I know Debbie's got uh, a few problems going on at the moment so hopefully she'll be with us if not I think we'll release Tom's episode um, and I'll tell you more about that on the day um, has anyone got any quotes? For God's sake, not you, though, Pete. You'll never get through it. <laughs> Nor me. I've, I've said about three. You ain't having no more. It's up to you, Kev. A quote. A life about... Uh, on the spot, am uh, you, mate? <laughs> a life about asking questions, you'll never learn nothing. So until we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Ta-ra, repeat. Listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta-ra-ra-bit. Listen, listen.